Hey y'all, hey, welcome to Where's My Blueprint Podcast, where we talk about all things adulting, our experiences as three Black women on this amazing journey of living our best life, trying to support each other as we figure out this ghetto world of adulting. I am joined by my amazing co-hosts, Nay and Sunny D. Hey honeys, I'm Nay, your virtual homegirl who thoughts on almost any and everything. Also, full-time parent, and sometimes you may hear my little one in the background of this podcast. Lo siento, I am sorry. To me, adulting is a game of whack-a-mole. Once you think you have one thing conquered, something else pops right up. Hey everyone, it's Sunny D. And to me, adulting is choosing to be your best self while that laundry piles up and the dogs chew on your good shoes. Yo, this is your girl, Nakai, and I'm your host of Where's My Blueprint Podcast. I randomly burst out in song, Love Ice, and think adulting is a beautiful storm of I get to do what I want to do mixed with what the hell did I sign up for? Thanks for joining us. Now let's get to the episode. Hey, welcome back to Where's My Blueprint Podcast, where we deliver entertaining, educational, and some inspirational thoughts and comments all about adulting. Welcome back. We are so excited to be here. It's September, still hot, but we still trying to cool off too. So if y'all AC bills are hot, you understand why we got to do this next thing is kick it to our sponsor and pay some bills. If you are a business owner and looking for a way to create systems to help streamline your business, check out ICL Solutions. It is an online business strategy who specialize in creating systems for businesses. Use the code WMB to get a free 40-minute consultation. Before we get into this episode, we are going to have Sunny D let you know what's up. Hey friends, can't get enough of Where's My Blueprint podcast? Join our free VIP community for exclusive WMB content, including a brand new newsletter, bonus episodes and so much more you can sign up for free by clicking the vip is a place to be button in our link tree in the bio of our instagram at where's my blueprint pod can't wait to connect with you so sunny d what does rest look like for you when i find it i'll let you know no i'm just kidding kind of <laughs> i'm tired for me rest looks like doing nothing and what I mean by doing nothing is some sometimes or in some instances I literally mean doing nothing sitting scrolling playing random games on my phone like nothing of any sort of importance or you know substantiality I also mean what I mean doing nothing is not necessarily being something to someone other than myself like not being a wife not being a dog mom not being a sibling not being a friend, just being me in my space, whatever that looks like, painting my nails, putting on a face mask, taking a nap, like just really resting and spending time in solitude is also rest to me. And that needs to be plugged in more throughout my weeks. But you know, life is life and responsibilities and commitments are responsibilities and commitments. So when I can rest, I try to, to put those little pockets of time throughout the day or throughout the week to make sure that I'm somewhat I can at least touch it see it smell it <laughs> some I guess for rest rest for me looks like something similar of like doing nothing or like for me getting into like a meditative state to then where I just go to sleep and then I'm like quote unquote resting but also like you said sometimes like rest for me looked like for me yesterday of driving in silence like I didn't want to listen to music I didn't want to talk to anybody I didn't I was like I am done with auditory input I needed to stop and if I could have and I had the power like Bruce Almighty <laughs> I would have like made all the cars split. <laughs> 
shut down everything, like all the noise and everything, muted. And was like, ah, no auditory input. Because I think like for me, I think because I'm such a sensory person, my senses get overwhelmed really quickly. And so when I have so much audio input, it's too much. And I'm like, okay, I need everybody to shut up. No one talks. Let me focus on, is this my mind? Is this yours? Like what's mine and what's your thought? What's, What's what? I need everything shut down. Give me 30 minutes and then I'll come back. And that's what rest looks like to me is resting literally the input that's coming in. I even think about like even at work and everything, (laughs) like looking at cameras and stuff and like how all that is too much input visually. And so randomly I was taking so many walks at work and quote unquote got deemed of like, oh, you're not working. It's like, I am working just because you sit at a computer all day. Don't mean I have to, I got to get up and move. I realized like, and I was talking to one of the nurses who walked with me one day, she was like, it's good that you do that because we get so much audio. I mean, visual input too, because we never give our eyes a rest. And so she was like, how often do you just close your eyes for like two minutes and don't look at anything? How often do you do that? We only close our eyes when we go to sleep. And she was like, think about like you have a camera that's consistently taking pictures. The battery's going to run out sometime until you put it on the charger at night. And I was like, you know what? That's true. And so I told her, I was like, so me taking naps during work is good. She was like, I'm not saying that, but I am telling you to close your eyes. And she was like, you can take naps on your lunch break. But she said, I am telling you to rest your eyes, close them, allow your eyes to just reset instead of just having so much input. So I love this because rest looks like rest looks differently for everybody. And specifically for this week, we learned like it looks differently for you. It looks differently for me, but differently. But we definitely got to rest all of our parts. That's good. That's really good. I'm going to listen to this back and write that down because I mean, yeah, that that sensory overload is a very big deal. I feel like most people have that and I think it differs in degrees. I feel like some people are more sensitive to being overly stimulated visually, audio, smells, all that kind of stuff. I'm very much a person that's like, there's a lot going on and I can't process this all and I need solitude. So that makes absolute sense to me. Maybe we're both, well, I know I'm neurodivergent. Maybe you're on there with me. Who knows? I feel like everybody's on somebody's spectrum. Let's be real because brains are so complex and there's so much about it that we don't know that's still very quote-unquote normal and when I say normal I mean like it's supposed to happen that's how brains are that's how brains work we just aren't familiar with it and because we aren't familiar with it we have to categorize it in some way shape or form so in my opinion we all on somebody's spectrums probably a few different ones but eh. so this either or is one of those things that I couldn't tell you where it came from (laughs) it just popped into my mind either or you know it all, but you can't share it. Whatever it is, you know it, you can't share it, and you know all of it. Or you know nothing, and you tell everybody. But what am I telling everybody if I don't know nothing? I'm telling them nothing? A bunch of nonsense. A bunch oh, of whatever you like think the, people need to know. That sounds like the world today. Like a bunch of nonsense, and people think they know stuff and don't know shit. <laughs> I'm going to say know it all, but can't share it because you said can't share it. So I'm assuming that's verbally, but in a creative manner, because we are creative beings, I can share it differently. If I'm writing in my journal and you just happen to read my journal, then you get the information. If I'm sewing and I'm telling you, hey, come watch and I'm showing you how to sew. I'm not telling you. I'm just doing my every day. And if you just happen to be there, you just happen to learn and you just happen to see what I'm doing. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm.
That's interesting. I think for me, I, uh, I'm also going to go with a know-it-all, but can't share it. And I interpret this as I can't share it at all in any sort of capacity or entity, because I feel like some things that are, some things that are my responsibility to know is also not my responsibility to share. You know what I'm saying? So Mm -hmm. even if I know all of the things, right, there are something like, the Lord, for example, which is the only thing that I know that knows everything. It's not his responsibility to tell me everything all the time, even if I ask. I have to do whatever it is that I do. And he shares if he decides to what he wants to. He knows all the things, but it's not his responsibility to share it unless he deems you're worthy enough to know X, Y, Z. That's my interpretation. Anyhow, but I think it's more harmful to spew a bunch of nonsense as we have currently experienced in this most very recent week of American society. People are dumb and people in very high powerful positions are very stupid. You don't to, have to be to, smart to have a position. You just got to know somebody that knows somebody that knows somebody or be in the right clear, blood line. Clearly, it is clearly not about intelligence. But yeah, I'd rather, and there are some things that I just want to know just for my own curiosity that I don't necessarily need to like share. Like I want to know if there's mermaids, if those are real like and I would know that and I'd be like like oh I I absolutely believe there is so much more to that ocean that we do not know okay what is wrong with you girl Aquaman tells you everything that's down there I mean I saw Wakanda forever oh yeah they tell you too oh yeah I forgot I forgot about Wakanda forever yeah my husband fell asleep unfortunately what is that that's a Pokemon thing what you doing oh is that Pokemon yes (laughs) (laughs) what's the sign with the water people I thought it was that was it I, I, I thought it was this. That's this is very much my vibes. Yes. And I thought it was this because when they meet people, they were like, hi, hi. Because they can't really talk under there. That's so like, like, interesting. Well, now I don't remember. Now I have to go back and watch mm, clips mm, or something. Mm, but initially, mm. that is very much Pokemon Go. Okay. <laughs> Gotta catch them all. <laughs> Okay, I'll stop exactly. distracting you. Go ahead. I know. No, that's hysterical. But yeah, I, I would go with know-it-all, but can't share. So that leads us into our quote and our topic today. I'm excited about this. The only true wisdom is in knowing you know nothing by Socrates. I mean, this quote is very much in alignment with something that I say to myself often. We'll get to that at the end of the episode because that's the affirmation. But yeah, I like this quote a lot because I think think it's important to understand that our knowledge only goes so far because again, we are human beings and there's only so much that we know about our own bodies and about our own capabilities because of societal limitations or any other things that we put on ourselves as people. So I feel like there's so much about just the environment and the spaces that we occupy that we don't even know. We think we know because we live there, we're familiar, we see it every day, we deal with it every Every day, but you know nothing. Let's be real. There are animals on this planet that are way more intelligent than us. They just don't have language in the they way do that we have, have language. language. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like they don't have it in the way that we have it. They're so intelligent. It's not even like elephants. Come on, that one elephant that ran over that lady and then came back and trampled her funeral. You mean to tell me that that's you know not intelligent? Elephants have a long memory, so it's like I remember you, and believe me, I'm coming back for you. But have you not and, seen Avatar, the second one? The which okay, we just watched it last night. Good. So, did you see we the tycoons? Just watched it last night. The big the tycoons. The big whales, the, the, the big oh, is that, I was in the say, is that the the whale shark things? I don't know. 
what they call them? Is that what they call them? Really? I must have missed that. (laughs) We kept making up other names for the dragon, dolphin, alligator, animals with the wings. (laughs) Oh, Lord. I don't know what those are called, but those are not tycoons. Tycoons are the really, really, really big ones that came back. And they were like, oh, they came back. And the one that was alienated because of his wing and they thought he was bad, but he was really good. Yes. If y'all haven't seen Avatar, I apologize. I probably just did a lot of spoilers. But even them, like he said in the movie, which to me is everything in the movie is somewhat real or it's actually real. They just putting it to you, telling the truth in your face. But even in the movie, he said like the tycoons, he was like, they're so dumb. They're dumb animals. But then the um, researcher was like, actually, they're probably some of the smartest animals on this planet because they created their own communication where they can tell a what is it telepath and then they also make these sounds that clicks so they know exactly where they are echolocation yes and so i'm like how stupid are you as a human to feel like because you're above c something below c is not smarter than you so that goes to my point today Um, I like this quote because I do believe there's another quote that is similar to this. Like a person who knows everything knows nothing at all. I love that because I use that every day of like, I can know quote unquote everything about what I'm doing, but I still know nothing at all because that's a microscopic spec to the vast information in this whole entire world. And we're just talking about the world, meaning earth. There are different planets, different universes, all of that out there. And I'm not one to say, oh, we're the only people on this planet in this universe. If you think like that, please, you're the person who I'm telling you who don't know shit. And I say that because, which will lead us into us talking about like knowing your shit versus knowing your shit. Because like I come across so many people that are like so confident and like, oh, I know blah, blah, blah. And I know blah, blah. You know a lot about a little, but you know a little about nothing. Because if you knew a lot about a lot, you will be able to tell me, well, how does a typhoon have echolocation? How how did you find that out? You know what I mean? Like you'll be able to know everything. And I just feel like people fake a lot of shit in this Oh, that everything is made up. (laughs) Like there's so much BS that exists. And you know what? How about how about we we go here? Speaking of faking things. So recently, a few months ago, the Supreme Court was doing the literal fucking most Mm. towards the end of June, right? And there was one particular case that got sent to the Supreme Court with this website designer, this wedding website designer or whatever. They the Supreme Court sided with this website designer to allow her or them, I can't remember if it was guy or a lady, I think it was a lady. And before you ask, yes, she was, of course, that she could discriminate against same-sex marriages and she didn't have to make oh, weddings. the wedding cakes. Yeah, make mm. wedding, no, wedding website. That was a different one, remember that? That was a different one. But make, make a wedding website for Based a same-sex couple. So this never even happened. This lady has never even made websites before. She never even made websites before. And the person that was named as, I guess, one half of the couple was like, not even like the right person. So like this entire case has gone to the Supreme Court where laws have changed that infect all 50 states of this nation based on a fake claim. Because again, if you say anything confidently enough, people will believe you. And I was truly, girl, I'm a uh, vulnerability moment, not vulnerability moment, inside moment. 
because that's so true. Because I'm not going to lie. I Again, y'all all know I started a new job. I'm still trying to figure out what the hell I'm doing. And I say that confidently. And when I talk to some students, I'm like, I'm confidently knowing that I don't know what I'm telling you. But you don't know that. So I'm going to confidently tell you, go talk to this person. Knowing that this person knows a lot more than me specifically regarding this role. And it's so funny that you say that because like... <laughs> I remember telling my homeboy, I said something so confidently. I don't even know what it was. And he looked at me. He was like, dang, man, I could see that. Da, da, da. And I was like, bruh, I'm lying. And he was like, what? But you had the details. You had, you said <laughs> shows. I said, yeah, I can say research shows that, well, that's true. I'm about to say something about the caucasity of people, but I was like, I can say research shows that my laptop can walk on its feet and keep going. It might, it may be a transformer. I don't know what it does when I go to sleep. So, (laughs) but I'm like, but it goes back to like that confidence. Like you said, if somebody can say something with confidence, it's like, oh, they're right. But then it goes back to why don't we question people? Like, I feel like for me, that's a big one of like, I don't trust anybody until I prove the facts. So most people are like, oh, well, you don't, you're one person called me difficult because I asked a lot of questions. No, I'm not asking. I'm not difficult. I just don't trust what you're saying. And if you know your shit, then you shouldn't find my questions hard to answer. And if you're stumbling, trying to figure out how to answer my question now, I'm really trying to figure out, do you know what you're talking about? Because if I ask you something that you do every single day and you looking at me like, I don't know, I don't know either. I don't do this. I'm not a surgeon. Do you know, have, are you, are you? There is a podcast that's called Dr. Death and Dr. Death, girl. You haven't heard about Dr. Death? He's in Dallas. No. What? So, what? Girl. Why that name? Because he was literally a doctor that caused death. <laughs> Oh, Lord. He was performing surgeries and killing people. Like, he did one surgery and didn't know he was supposed to be like a neurosurgeon, but he cut someone's neck open to like do something. But then everybody in there knew something was wrong, but didn't say anything. Again, bystander effect. And he put gauze and stuff in there, t- literally sold the guy up. And then a the guy ended up getting an infection and almost killed him, Dr. Death, because you confidently knew what the book said, but you had no experience and no knowledge actually performing the surgery and he went to multiple hospitals in dallas i'm confused on the concept of this podcast so the guy that's hosting the podcast is the doctor that was killing folks no the lady who's actually telling the story is um the one who's exploring dr death dr death i think is in jail oh okay okay that makes sense i was gonna say so this nigga just got a podcast <laughs> just talking about all kinds and he of is not a surgery that he, he is the caucasity of, of all this yeah and that goes back to like knowing your shit versus knowing your shit like he was confidently confident that he knew his shit but did not know anything to be able to let me rephrase he knew enough to be able to perform the surgery he knew enough to be able to know what tools to use but did not know a lot about oh crap what happens if if I do this, like you're going and exploring people like, no. Okay. So this good Lord. Okay. So this is, this is my thoughts on this because from a, I did retail for the longest time, like since I was like 17 and it's part of the sales psychology of being confident about your products, product knowledge, the services that you offer or whatever, whether you actually know how to do such and such or not, these are just skills that you can be learned how to, you know, trained to do. So people are coming to you or coming to certain businesses for 
assistance. They desire to purchase a certain product. They need a certain service done or whatever. Essentially, they are coming to you for help, right? So they are seeking answers from you. I'm coming to you because you have the thing that I need, right? And me as a person that works there, my job is to make a sale, is to close business, create profit or whatever, right? Earn a commission, whatever that goes, all the above. I'm either going to learn everything that I need to know about these products, ins and outs and how they work and the services and what they do and blah, 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 to assist you so that you trust that I know what I'm talking about and that we are the solution to the problem that you have, right? There are some people that are in retail positions that don't know shit. However, they are confident a lot. They are confident mofos and they can sell ice to an Eskimo because they're confident confident in what they are selling and what they are talking about. And let's be real. If I'm going to someone for help and you give me all of the, the clues that tell me that you can solve my problem, I have no reason to distress you because I have a problem that needs to be solved, right? So I'm going to someone, you clearly seem to know exactly what my problem is and how it'll fix it and how your product or service will solve my issue. Well, I don't need to look any further. This is the very thing that I'm looking for as a consumer, right? So that bleeds into... That, that thought process bleeds into a lot of stuff. Now you have medical professionals that are like, ooh, I know enough and I'm confident in myself that I can make it sound like I know what I'm talking about. And let's be real, we all do this on our jobs. I actually feel very much like I bossed up a little too hard and got a real <laughs> life job. And I'm like, oh girl, <laughs> what did you do? <laughs> There are definite days where I'm like, ah, no clue what these people are talking about. I'm on these calls with like our tech team and they're using all of these acronyms and talking about all these different platforms. And I'm like, why am I here? How did I get here, Lord? But I am confident. And my resume told them, oh, she clearly knows what she's doing. She can clearly plug and play into, <laughs> you know, what we're working on. And I'm over here in the meetings like, child, what is going on? Somebody translate. It's so funny you even say that because I think about that on my um, job, but also my previous job. So my previous job, I would always, when I first started, they would use acronyms, acronyms. And I randomly in the meeting was like, I'm, I, I'm going to raise my hand and say, since I'm the new person, I don't know what none of these acronyms are. What's an IEP? What's a this? What's a that? And they're like, oh, oh, I'm sorry. Let's, we, we'll say that going moving forward. And so when I had to like meet with families, that's the one thing. But also as a child aid specialist, I never use acronyms unless I'm talking to another medical professional or another child aid specialist. When I'm dealing with families and patients, you will never hear me use acronyms unless I've had multiple interactions with you. And I tell you, hey, Hey, we're going to do, I don't know what's an acronym in child life. I've been out for a minute. Uh, but anyway, if we're going to do a prep, I don't have to say, or med play, that's medical play. You already know that because I've done this multiple times with your child. But that frustrates me so much when people are like, oh yeah, and they throwing these acronyms out. And I'm like, I don't work with you. What are you talking about? And so like, even with this job that I have now, they were using some acronyms in the meeting. And I just turned my camera off. And so my coworker was like, turn your camera back on. I said, no, I don't know what y'all talking about. And I don't feel like I should be here. And so I was like, I'm going for a walk. <laughs> Literally got up, went for a walk. <laughs> <laughs> She said, I gotta go. Came back. And then I sent the email to my uh, upline. I was like, hey, I don't really know a lot of the acronyms. Moving forward, can we not just use acronyms in meetings specifically unless you go ahead and say like, 
I don't know, individual care plan is equal to ICP. You know what I mean? Like, tell me what it is first and then give me the acronym. But also going back to um, what you said about retail, <laughs> my my opinion, I kind of am ready for these robots to get in here. And I say that because at least I know if I can program a robot to know how to be nice or hell, you ain't even got to be nice. Just get my order right. That's all I want. Just get my order right. At least I know you are, that robot knows they shit. They know they program to do A, B, C, D, E, F, G. When somebody say, I want two, three, four, I get two, three, four. I don't get 10. Where did 10 come from this equation? So yeah. Girl, like there's so many acronyms in healthcare. Oh yeah. And there's so many acronyms in tech. Mm-hmm. And I'm sitting in the, the middle of both of those. And I'm in these meetings and they're spitting out all these acronyms. I had to like message one of my colleagues and I was like, I came from a completely different industry before I came into health. Care. I went from death care to health care before and after. Okay. <laughs> it's weird. Well, after and I'm before. like, we have after and before. Exactly. I was like, we have some acronyms like this, but they mean something totally different <laughs> than what y'all are talking about. I'm pretty sure you're not talking about that. Y'all got a list of something. And I had to have them send me, like email me a list of acronyms that they use and what they stand for and what departments they are. Cause they have different departments have acronyms or whatever. And I'm like, who are these people? What are we talking about? And so, and I had it pinned at the top of my email. So when they would be going through stuff, I'm like, Oh, okay. That's what you're talking about. Because I just, I for the longest I couldn't follow. I still don't know what HTML means. HTML? HTML. It's the coding for yeah. like emails or for your websites. What it stands for, I don't know. I have to Google it later. But I remember at my old job when I worked at the funeral home, we had a system that was called HMIS. And when I first started, because again, I came from retail to death care to healthcare. Career path is all <laughs> over the place. Okay. So clearly I didn't know what any of these things meant. And so I would ask, like, I'm the type of person, if I don't know something, I'm going to figure out myself or ask people that have been doing this, what does this mean? Like, how are you using this? What does this acronym mean in this particular space? And nobody knew. Nobody knew what this acronym acronym meant. And I was with these people for five years and I still don't know what it means. (laughs) Nobody knows. Everybody just like, at this point, that is the word. And we know the word equals this platform and we know what the platform does and how we use it. But what these four letters actually mean, nobody knows shit. And I'm like, does anybody know? VPs don't know. Managers don't know. Office people don't know. It's just a system that we use and that's just what it's called. Well, clearly it's something, something information systems. What's the H and the M? And it's not the store. So what does this, what does this mean? Because y'all got me training new people and they're asking me these questions and I'm like, well, I don't know. And nobody else knows because I've been asking for the last four years. I've been asking since 2017 and nobody knows the thing. Girl, see, that's the thing of like, it's so interesting to me of how like when you really start to understand and you get into certain positions or certain fields, a lot of people don't know nothing. They just know a little bit more than you. Let me let me rephrase. They assume they know a little bit more than you. And I say assume only because everybody comes from different experiences. And just because one person isn't in a manager or leadership position in one job does not mean they don't have that experience coming in. You know what I mean? Or like, for instance, like when you were talking about HTML, I'm like, oh, that's coding because I took coding. Now, am I a coder? No. <laughs> 
Did I take multiple coding class to create and figure out how to develop my own app? Yes. And so HTML is like hypertext markup link or language. I think it's language. Anyway, but like, yeah, <laughs> for me, it's like, oh, I know what that means. But it's also because I had a question. I wanted to know more. So instead of assuming that I'm like, oh yeah, I know all this stuff. I went to the source and was like, hey, you do this. You teach me. And so I understand. But I also go, it, to me, it goes back to like when, since we're talking about like, knowing your shit versus knowing your shit like I even think of like (laughs) when you go into something and you pretend like you know like I think of like for me like when I go into mechanics and I already feel like I already come in like thinking like oh y'all trying to take advantage of me so I'm gonna pretend like nah that ain't right Mm -mm, that ain't right you wrong you wrong like you gonna come you gonna get this discussion right But I think about like when I go into a mechanic and they're like, oh, well, you need this and this and this done. And I'm like, oh, do I? And they're like, yeah. I said, tell me more. And they're like, oh, because this is and this. And I'm like, okay, well, tell me more. When And I just keep asking like these open-ended questions. And then I'll hit them with the, you don't know what you're talking about because you know, you're looking at a document because you ain't really knowing your shit. Because technically you literally just changed my air filter and my cabin filter two weeks ago. So you tell me it needs to be changed now, but you didn't, you didn't look at it though, because I'm looking at you. And then you're going off this list. But my other mechanic actually did all my work. So do you even know what you're talking about? And then when you call them on their shit, they're like, oh, well, you know, you know, uh, uh, you know, uh, this, this paper said, dude, just be honest. Listen, because I, if I was in that case, I'm like, listen, ma'am, this is what the computer says. The computer says your car needs this, this, and this, and this. If you got it done by somebody else, let me know so I can update the computer. That's all I'm saying. And that right. And I think of like so many people play on people's lack of knowledge or their ignorance. And so they're like, oh, this person doesn't know anything. Who gullible people. Like I can tell this person any and everything and they're going to believe it. And I, it makes my heart sad because when you think of elderly people or uh, people with disabilities on um, our diagnosis, like sometimes their brain doesn't work in a capacity of where they understand sarcasm or they understand if you're lying or not. And I say specifically for me sometimes like y'all know I'm neurodivergent like my brain works very differently like I am very logical black or white sometimes when it's like people are sarcastic I'm just looking at them like I don't really know if you're sarcastic or not so then I have to ask like I don't know if you're playing like are you playing are you serious because if you're playing (laughs) if you're not then okay (laughs) I don't know how to help you But how many other people are similar to that? Like if you tell them like, oh, this is going to cost a thousand dollars and you're being, you're joking and it costs 50 and they pull out and give you a thousand dollars. Like, because and I, I feel like that, ooh, that just grinds my gears. So mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Like that's exactly what happens with people that, which I, in my opinion, are one of the lowest of lows. People that are scammers mm-hmm. that are sending texts or emails. They they send it to everybody. Somebody think about the African speaking. people. Girl, stop. <laughs> Those African emails. Those be really wild. Sometimes I'm like, okay, there are, are really dumb scammers. Let's be real. Like this isn't even logical. Does this make sense to you, sir? Did you not proofread this email when you sent it? Does this make sense at all? Like I want to come see see you send me gift cards. How? That's not going to play for your plane ticket, boo. What you doing? Like this stuff doesn't make sense to me. Like I do not get it. But you have these scammers that are 
quote-unquote really smart and they send these bullshit emails in and everybody statistically speaking someone is going to respond someone is going to buy mm-hmm. I cannot tell you how many times my mother has called me or texted me about like the Netflix bill being canceled or something like we don't it's not paid or whatever we're behind and all that kind of stuff and it's addressed to her and I'm like ma number one my mother doesn't even watch Netflix really and truly she watches these African movies that be on YouTube that she oh, watches you did for tell free. Me it. girl she's so invested um so that's what she watches she doesn't really watch Netflix like that but she'll call me and I'm like mom is the Netflix account in your name well, no are you paying for the Netflix account that we use as a family no then why are you concerned with this email delete it don't click on nothing don't open it block and delete like I just like logically speaking I don't understand how two things don't connect but the target in my opinion these types of scams the target isn't for us isn't our age group or our generation these are for the people that are much older that didn't grow up in this age of technology with emails and texts and Mm -hmm. quick access to online payments and services and platforms and all this other kind of stuff so if they get some sort of notice that something isn't paid or they're behind on something on such and such or you know please confirm your or $12,000 Amazon purchase and people get the freaking out. And I'm like, Ma, did you buy something on Amazon for $12,000? No. Then why are you worried? This is fake, obviously. And there's so many telltale signs. Thank you to corporate fishing training sessions that we all have to go through. <laughs> that oh, we, we have to, to go through. They just send us an email. Scam of the week. Every year. <laughs> Every year we have to do all of like the trainings again, you know, your compliance trainings and all that kind of stuff. And there's always one about tech. So thank y'all for that. So now we know how to read the telltale signs and emails that they are BS and they're just fishing for information and trying to hack you. But I'm like, mommy, if you hover over like the the email, it'll tell you who send it. It does a bunch of random ass letters and numbers and it comes from a website that you don't recognize. That shit is fake. Don't send it to me either. Like, oh, I saw this product it might be good for you ma'am stop so now you want to affect my computer oh my god and I just I can't deal with it but those types of people are counting on people that don't know as much or don't feel as confident in their use of such and such platforms that they fall by this type of stuff. And there are some that are incredibly convincing that would lead people to want to, you know, no, I didn't make a such and such purchase on my a card because they happen to have an American Express card or something. And they obviously don't want it to be hacked or stolen or whatever. But like, let's be real. It's a credit card. Like they can cancel it and send you another card is no big deal. It's totally different if it was your bank account because that's a bigger issue. But with credit cards, like they'll just cancel it and send you another one. Because it's their money. A lot of them, yeah, it's a lot of them have identity protection. They will gladly protect their money before they protect yours, period. So- Mm -hmm. But yeah, it's it's really ridiculous. But again, that goes back to being, you know, super confident in whatever bullshit you want to spew. There will be somebody that will absolutely believe you if you say it confidently enough or you have the audacity or sometimes a cockacity to be a shitty person. Yeah. And I do believe there's some people out here that really know their shit. Like, yes, I would say, for instance, because I like these two people, Shans and Donnie on the Social Proof Podcast, like they know they still 
study. They understand their art and their craft. And we are not sponsored by them or anything. But I mean, if y'all want to go ahead and sponsor us, I can do that too. Um, but no, like they know their stuff. And the one thing I love about them is that if they don't know it, they'll tell you they don't know it. But they know the resources to figure out how to get that information. And I think that is one of the most vital things is that understand that everybody doesn't know everything. But if you know how to use your resources and you know somebody who knows that, know the thing you're looking for, utilize their knowledge because it's okay to vacillate between my knowledge and your knowledge and somebody else's knowledge because what we're going to do is come to come as a collective to be able to put our minds together to collaborate and do something big. And I think about like when we think about like, what was I going to say? Uh, knowing your shit. Like I think of like when people get placed into like internships and stuff like that and your actual book knowledge has to become applied knowledge and you have to critical think through stuff and you realize like, yo, I wish I would study more. <laughs> or let me reta- let me speak for myself. Some of the stuff in my internship, I was like, dang, I wish I would have studied more. Dang, did I really need to go to that party? Because I don't know what she's talking about. But you know what it taught me? I wrote, ev- learned how to write every single thing down that I did not know. I will ask you then I will go back and go back to the books that I should have read a long time ago. But then I will read that chapter, come back to the next day. Oh, yeah, I know how to do this. Can we do this again? Can I can I shadow this again? Can I perform it again? Because I was confidently knowing that I didn't know anything. <laughs> That was one part. But then also looking at like when we look at internships or we look at our younger generations and things like that, like how are we preparing them to really know stuff? Because I think of like if the Internet went out, they don't know anything like girl random. One of my friends told me she wrote in cursive and her coworker did not know how to read cursive. I didn't realize they're not teaching kids how to read cursive or write in cursive. Like, I mean, I realized it. Let me say I did not realize it. I realized it, but I realized like they I thought they were not writing in cursive, but they don't know how to read cursive. So I'm like, they now, do that a while ago. Writing in cursive, but they don't read it. My thing is like, if you don't read cursive, is now cursive a secret language? Because if all these younger people don't know how to read cursive, like what is going on in this? Listen, I am convinced we are going into a robot AI world. We're already there. Technically, we were there 10 years ago. They just didn't tell y'all. We are there. This is to the point where I'm like, are the robots outsmarting us? <laughs> Are we like being programmed by robots? Because did you know, <laughs> did you know moment? Did you know Siri spelled backwards is Iris? I do now. <laughs> <laughs> I know Siri doesn't have a last name, but sometimes she got an attitude. I, I ask her mean, question. Oh, no, I asked Siri one day where the hoes at. <laughs> Girl, we had, a, we had a good time when Siri first came out. And we could like oh. ask all kinds of questions and stuff. And there was like, oh, I can't remember. I feel like it was somewhere on Facebook or something where there was like, these are the list of questions. Like, here's a list of questions to ask Siri. And it's like, just ask. And they didn't tell you what her responses would be. So you just go down the list and start asking these random questions. And her responses are so off the wall. And I'm like, this is hysterical. And She's it, gotten it, better it now. Never, She's like, yeah, I can't better. answer that. <laughs> She has gotten better. They now have different voices because my chick is black. And and it's so funny because because now she's not British. Like I think before it was like this white British 
sort of uh, voice. And now she's not British. So I'll ask a question. And sometimes the responses are very like somebody I know. And I'm like, bitch, who is she talking to? Like, bitch, I'm talking to you. Who you talking to? Oh man, sometimes technology. There is a thing as too much tech. I think there absolutely is a thing as too much tech. But like, I feel like this is what I hate about this whole knowing something is I hate that time period, like that time frame between starting a new job and knowing it like the back of your hand, Mm, like mm -hmm. getting familiar, getting familiar with processes, with systems, with coworker dynamics, with your own schedule, with your own work. And I I just, I put a lot of pressure on myself to want to ramp things up and be really good at my job and be knowledgeable, confident in my position that I belong here or whatever. And I tend to put a lot of pressure on myself to want to know all of the things. Like I know I could go back to my old job and fit in there like nobody's business because I know that like the back of my hand. I did it for so many years and I wore so many hats that I could like do it all. I didn't have to and a lot of times I didn't but I like knowing that if I chose to step in to do such and such like if I chose to meet with the family I could help them and I could help solve their problems and get them whatever it is that they needed or if I needed to do this marketing thing and launch this event or create this event I knew that I could do that too when you get a new job and you have a new set of co-workers and you have new tasks and things like that time period of feeling like I don't know what I'm doing I absolutely hate it I don't know if there's I'm sure there's other people that feel the same way have you experienced that or is it just me being having a tad bit of imposter syndrome not a tad probably a lot no I feel like a lot of people have imposter syndrome like I don't think that's just you like I feel like a lot of people have experienced that and it's interesting because mine is the opposite like I like that part between a new job of like when I leave one and learning another yeah I like it because those training times are the time I can fuck up the most I don't really have to give you my I'm giving you the best which is my 43 3% is what I'm giving you. And you will think my 43% is the best ever because I learned a long time ago, I'm not giving anybody 100% of me on a job that I don't, it's not, that you don't value me. And I say that, so I like that time, that little training period. One, because I get to assess what are the work dynamics. I get to assess my six months. Is this somewhere I'm going to be for the next six months? I get to assess, Mm -hmm. do you have systems? Do you have policies? Do you have procedures? What's your leadership like? If something happens, how do y'all respond to anything? Like, and I get to really assess this. Do y'all know what the fuck y'all doing? And I say that because in this position I'm in now, like one of my coworkers was telling me like everybody comes from a different background, which is great because different backgrounds equal the best, right? But at the same time, when you come from different backgrounds, everybody's trained differently and there's no consistency on how people are trained. Then you got 18 people doing 18 different things, 18 different ways. And then you trying to, you have somebody new, similar to me who coming in asking like, you told me to review the case notes. I don't know how to case note because you have have 18 different people documenting 18 different ways. And the way I was trained is that if I was trained in the fact that if we are audited, every single thing, I should have no questions on what happened with this case, right? But unfortunately, I'm reading through stuff and I'm like, I can't tell you what happened with this student because I'm getting one word sentence, one word case notes entered. What was entered? When did you enter it? What day did you enter it? Who entered it? What was the context? So that's a whole entire thing. That's one thing where I say like, I like that part because 
because it gives me that time to assess. Do I really want to be here? Is it something for me? Because you also, they give you a, what is it like a three month grace period before you, a 90 day grace period. So three months before they actually do an evaluation or whatever. But for me, and I'm like, depending on the job, I think. Yeah. So depending on the job, thank you. So like with those first six months, really go and assess. Do you like these people? Can you really see yourself? Because most people will show you who they are within the first three months and yeah. they'll show you their work ethic because they've been doing this. You're the new one coming in with the new, what is it, the fresh glasses? Not the, the fresh, fresh glasses. Fresh the, set of eyes. Fresh eyes. Fresh yeah. eyes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you get to see all the kinks and everything where they just probably let it ride because they've been there for so long. And you know, like if you've been in some place so long, you just like, oh, this is just how we do it. Well, why? You know, you can do this easier, especially if you're dealing with older people. No, no shade to my seasoned people. But you know, sometimes technology ain't the best for y'all. And you know, if something happens, y'all like, uh, uh-uh, I need to do it the old way. Let me write it out. Ma'am, I'm not going to be here for 30 minutes with you writing this out. Type this up and let's go. No, what we're Ooh. not going to do is this. So mm-hmm. the amount of files that I know are still at people's desks in my old job because they won't scan them and keep them on their computers. I mean, file cabinets of stuff from years ago. And I'm like, you don't need to have these physical papers, baby. Scan goddamn sheet. What is wrong with you? I just, I, I can't. I can't. Well, you can't. Nay, go ahead and let um audience know about what we are seeking. So guys, you know, we come up with all of the content but this is y'all's podcast too at to some extent. So please, if you have any other topics that you want us to delve more into, any topics you want to hear our takes on, because you know we keep it popping hot out there here, email us at wmbpod at protonmail.com or hit up that little drop box on our website at wheresmyblueprintpod.com. Once again, you can email us at wmbpod at protonmail.com or drop us a little comment, a little note, a little suggestion at where'smyblueprintpod.com. All right, guys, we are going to enter our section, our segment of Moments of Melanation. Moments of Melanation. Moments of Melanation is where we highlight a Black person doing their thing. Today for Moments of Melanation, we are highlighting... And so for today for Moments of Melanation, I'm going to take y'all back, back, back in time. That was supposed to come out a little bit better than that, but it didn't come out the way I thought it was going to come out. (laughs) But anyway, so since we're talking about like knowing your shit versus knowing your shit, it's this amazing show that was back in the day. And if y'all know, y'all know, if y'all don't, please Google and look it up. It was a super freaking smart 10 year old. His name was TJ Henderson. He was wise beyond his years, like freaking intelligent. He was an intellectual genius living in a complicated world of adults and he finds that his remarkable gifts are sometimes hard to manage as he faced premature growing pains and struggles to live in a normal life because he knows literally so much stuff because he's a smart guy right (laughs) title of the show so (laughs) it was a disney show called smart guy and i really love this for today because one we're giving our kudos to smart guy because this was an all-black cast of all-black disney show and and they were so funny. So TJ had an older brother, Marcus, and an older sister. I forgot the sister name, but the older brother was like the Hephany. Yvette. Oh. Hephany? <laughs> 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 what is it? Young MIA? They call me. They call her Hephany. 
No. No, no, ma'am. Okay. Mm -mm. Anywho, but I really like this because like he is like 10 year old and like, I think he's a senior in high school and like he understands all this complicated chemistry, everything. Like he's just so smart. It taps into like some, and I'm going to believe this because you said it earlier of like how we don't really use all of our brains and like it's so much stuff we don't know, but the people who have tapped in and had tapped into their gifts of actually utilizing their brains and they are intellectual geniuses know their shit because I can tell you but then also know they shit because I'm giving you the facts I'm giving you this and I'm like telling you all this stuff I really like a smart guy because y'all he's Tia and Tamir little brother so yeah I love this show this is <laughs> this is the the age of TV that had bomb ass theme songs and that were so enjoyable to watch though it boggles my mind though because I could have swore this show was on for much longer it was only on for two years and I feel like there were way more episodes than to fit into two or three seasons between like 97 and 99 I feel like there were a lot more shows than that so it's surprising that that only was like one or two well probably two or three seasons but I love this show I remember being a kiddo and (laughs) wanting to be like super super smart and super intelligent and what Mm -hmm. I loved about this is even though he was book smart just navigating navigating stupid kid navigating that preteen life where you're kind of sort of getting into girls like I saw a clip the other day because another one of our childhood queens Kyla Pratt was on the show a couple of times she guest starred on the show and she was I think she actually played two different characters on the show mm-hmm. at two different points of it but there was one character she played which was I guess your quote-unquote bad girl type of thing and TJ had a crush on her and so he like dropped his good boy intellectual facade and like started wearing baggy pants and his daddy was like what did you do <laughs> you were what are you doing <laughs> Like, what is happening here? Like, what? And it's just so funny because, like, yeah, you're a kid and you're navigating between being really intelligent, probably more intelligent than a lot of adults that you are around and that's currently in your environment but yet you are still expected to and looked upon like a child like you're still expected to mm-hmm. act and maneuver like a child biologically you still got to function as a child so now you got crushes now you got to deal with that but like logically you know what's happening and logically you know how you know physiologically and you're doing you your daddy taxes at 10 I mean so. <laughs> taxes like business plans <laughs> all kinds of all kinds of shenanigans you have an older brother that's very much a typical teenager and his boneheaded best friend and the shenanigans that they get themselves into that you have to bail them out of and again you barely got to the double digits baby like Mm -hmm. that was such a fun show if y'all haven't seen it i'm sure it's it's streaming on something then again a lot of streaming platforms have been pulling a lot of their like nostalgic programming for whatever reason but i'm sure it's somewhere online you could probably watch it on youtube to be honest with you but these are classic black shows there were so many back at that time you had sister sister you had moesha you had one-on-one like there were so many shows that we used to watch back then and this was just a a good time in tv but this one was one of my favorites because just imagine being so super smart and being 10 years old in high school but you still can't go to the parties because you got a bedtime Mm -hmm. which is so funny (laughs) so with that thank you smart guy 
Guy, aka TJ Henderson, aka I don't really know your name, but I know your T and Tamara little brother. Um, oh Lord. Taj. So yeah, Taj. Oh, that's a pretty name. Taj. But thank you. We're going to go ahead and transition into our affirmation for this episode. And our affirmation is so going along the lines of what we've been talking about thus far. This is something that I tell myself all the time to release pressure of me wanting to get things right and wanting to be, you know, perfect and whatever thing that I'm trying to do. Cause again, I put a lot of pressure on myself, but your, our affirmation for today is I'm smart enough to know that I know nothing at all. I like that. I like that because it goes back to, we know nothing in this world. We just know what we're programmed to know. And with that, we thank you. Y'all can catch us on Spotify, Apple podcasts, YouTube, Amazon, Google podcasts, Red Circle. Um, listen to all of Nate, listen to all of Naysay. <laughs> Where's my blueprintpod.com? Again, that's where's my blueprintpod.com. And like Sunny D said earlier, go ahead and subscribe and put your uh, information on for it to get the newsletter. So that drops coming soon. So with that, we are saying thank you for holding us down and talk, listen to us this week. And we're over now. Peace out. <laughs>